Welcome to your next mission video podcast. We have a dynamic show for you today. We're going to be talking with Sergeant First Class D. Hips, podcast host and social media influencer. Join us to learn how he's reaching service members across the country. We're going to talk about the differences in culture between the service and branches and how the message supporting our troops is influencing leaders throughout the military. This is really going to be a good one, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilly. Hello out there, warriors, past and present, and your families, and thank you for your service to our great country. Now, before we get started, I personally want to thank our presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans for making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families. I'm going to say it every week. We love them too. As I said earlier, we have an incredible show for you today. And I'm so excited, or motivated, to introduce uh, Sergeant First Class D. Hicks, U.S. Army, host of the popular podcast, NCOPD Live, and a social media influencer behind the hashtag TPSGL. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, SMA. I'm super excited about being here today. So once again, thanks for the invitation to talk to you and your followers. Well, I, I tell you what, I'm motivated too. And I know everybody's really excited about hearing all the stuff that you have to say. But before we start, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, so Sergeant First Class D, uh, official government name is Dexter. So Sergeant First Class Dexter D. Hicks, uh, originally from Houston, Texas, born and raised I've uh, been in the Army 18 and a half years, uh, so we're we're rounding that curve to get ready to retire, uh, make our exit out of the military, but we're still charging hard, uh, but it's almost time for retirement. I've uh, been at a plethora of duty locations, Fort Hood, uh, Korea, three deployments, Fort Stewart. I'm a dog-faced soldier till I die, <laughs> rock of the morn, top of the rock. Uh, and then uh, from Fort Stewart, we went to... Fort Lee, where we was an instructor SGL at the Logistics Non-Commissioned Officer Academy. And now I'm currently stationed back in the great state of Texas in Beaumont and uh, with the third of the 289th Training Support Battalion. So I'm honored to be here. Super excited, super pumped. I'm ready to do this. SMA. Well, I tell you, you know what I usually do is, you know, you had 18 years. I, if you double that, I had 36 years. So that's, you know, that's a pretty big difference. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to catch you, SMA. <laughs> I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not uh, you know, uh, well, most people don't. I don't think many people stay past 20 nowadays, but but you got to do what's right for yourself and your family. That's for dog Hunter. Hey, Sergeant Hicks, I, it's unbelievable what you're doing with NCOPD Live. Uh, can you, you know, tell us how'd you get started in the podcast business? Uh, so uh, the, the short version, uh, SMA, so we were at Fort Stewart, Georgia, uh, and we uh, saw a soldier, uh, at this time I was a staff sergeant, and saw a soldier that was the same rank. And uh, I really forget what the infraction was, but I went to correct one of my peers and we got into a discussion, uh, I'll say. Uh, and it was basically, you know, his word against mine. So after I encountered that gentleman, I went home and I got on social media and I was like, hey, what's going on with the core? You know, we can't accept when someone 
you know, gives you the, you know, the idea to correct yourself. And so uh, that was the first time. Second time, Army's birthday, same shop at, different soldier, another infraction. And that, I went home and talked about it. And that's what prompted me to start NCOPD Live. I had a good friend of mine, now retired, uh, told me, like, hey, man, I think you may be on to something. I was like, I don't think I got time to do this. And be it, that was the day that NCOPD Live was born on the Army's birthday. Uh, this year will be nine years ago. Oh, my goodness. That's a long time. You know, it's really funny you say that because I remember I was, uh, I think it was at Joint Buyas Lewis McCord. When I went there, it was Fort Lewis. But but I was up at Joint mm -hmm. Base Lewis McCord, and I was walking by, I was in civilian clothes, walking by this uh, this young soldier that was do, doing something with his car. And uh, I stopped, started talking to him. He complained about everything at Fort Lewis. Uh, you know, the mm -hmm. command, the units, and all that stuff. I just kept nodding my head and disagreeing with everything he was saying. And I said, well, I'll see you later. I went to PX. That evening, I got an email. Now, it wasn't social media then. It was an email from him. say, hey, Sergeant Major, I'm certainly apologize for what I was saying. I said, I emailed him back. I said, hey, don't worry about what you said. That's how you felt. And I want to hear that, you know, that raw information. Tell the truth. I think right. most people will understand the truth. And But the, the only thing about social media I think you'd be afraid of, a little bit, concerned about, is that uh, who you're talking to and what you're saying and how you're influencing people on the positive or right. on the negative side. So I think, uh, you know, positive stuff is good. Uh, negative stuff is bad because I think it's, it ties to a lot of other stuff. Hey, tell us about the hashtag TPSGL. What, do, what does that, what, what's so, that stand for and what's that? So that, that originally came while I was at the academy. Uh, so as you're at the academy, is small group leader. Yeah. Uh, so when I was coming up with, I was like, hey, I need a cool hashtag. I need a, I need a cool hashtag. So um, I was reading, I was getting ready to do a um, slideshow on the NTO Creed. And no one is more professional than yeah. I. And professional kept ringing in my head. And I was like, professional small group leader. I was like, PSGL. I was like, it still doesn't get it. Then I just said, the professional small group leader. I was like, TPSGL. So it just naturally came with me, the professional small group leader. And that that went the hashtag. <laughs> Hey, right. Yeah, no, no, it makes a lot of sense to me, especially anybody in the military. You, you know, your reach, your reach has really grown drastically or dramatically over the over the years. What do you see as your main mission or responsibility with the podcast? So, the, the I would say the main mission and focus of NCOPD Live, first and foremost, is to give back. And the reason I say that is because when we look at the broad spectrum of how our military is ran. Um, the timing, I believe that we could do better, but we very seldomly set time on the training schedule for NCOPD. So I wanted, I wanted to bridge a gap or flatten the curve to where no one can say that they do not have the opportunity to get professional development. And so therefore, we, we strictly, we first started out for just a broad, it was NCOs, but now we've broadened that that horizon to reach all leaders, past and present, those uh, that are, you know, commissioned, non-commissioned, warrant, airmen, sailors, you know, different type of branches, uh, because everybody can use some type of professional development. So that is the main mission is to give back, but give, make sure that we give them relevant content uh, to keep soldiers informed, uh, that we can perform, 
and be better leaders than what we were the day before. How, how do you come up with the subject you're going to talk about? I mean, do you have a list of people or people send in suggestions or whatever? So, so I have I have a team uh, uh, formulated around me uh, that they keep their quote unquote ears to the street. Uh, the things that you know will be popular topics that uh, individuals would like to talk about. So. Uh, one month they may say, "Hey, this is hot right now." I know when parent uh, the parenthood policy changed uh, before we had the G one Sarmage on last week. When they first at least it came out, that was a hot topic. So my public relations advisor, shout out to uh, April Collier, uh, she said, "Hey, boss, I think this is going to be something good. We need to talk about." We got that document together. We looked over it, and once we formulated the talking points that was going to be hot that people were gonna wanna hear about, then that's when we got the guest on and we went ahead and went ahead, uh, talked about that document. You, you know, when, when I was on Active, which was a long time ago now, uh, you really had, you had three or four things, I think, I don't know if they're still pertinent, but maybe they are. The first one was always pay. Uh, the second mm -hmm. one was always housing. Uh, the third one was probably separation deployments and stuff. Uh, and then medical care, I, they could be a flipped around a little bit, but pay was, a, is that sort of the same issues that you come up with? Or, I mean, give me just two more issues that you have that you think are really important. Promotions? Yeah, promotions are always important, yeah. And, and right now, one of the most hottest topics out there is uh, diversity and inclusion. Diversity and inclusion, that's it. Yes, uh, diversity and inclusion. Do, do you do podcasts on diversity and inclusion? I guess you do, huh? So we have before, uh, we've had the diversity and inclusion uh, team on the podcast before uh, in the height of uh, social unrest. Uh, some of the things that we saw over the summers uh, back in the years that was after the George Floyd, yeah. we had those individuals come on and uh, provide some insight and to kind of calm the nerves and the, and the emotions of how soldiers were probably feeling and, you know, getting individuals to know that it's okay to talk about those those hard topics. So we have had them on the show. Before. Yeah, well, that's those are good issues. Well, I, I got most of them right. I guess I missed a few of them. Uh, along those mm -hmm. same lines, what do you think the message is or should be to service members who are listening to your show? Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, one of the messages that I would like to get across is, is that we're not going to always get it right. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but we have to learn to um, take the good along with the bad. Uh, there's been some times on NCOPD Live that uh, we did not get it right, and we had to come back, and first and foremost, we had to own up to that, because uh, that lets the individuals or the followers know that, hey, this gentleman, this guy's human, and you know he can own up or fess up to his mistakes. But the main goal is that we want people to, when they watch the show, is that they walk away with something, and it may not be beneficial to them but it may be beneficial to someone else. And I'll give an example. When I was at the academy, uh, the commandant then, Command Sergeant Major Jerome M. Smalls, he's now retired. Uh, we were, he was in there getting ready to do his end brief for the new soldier that was coming into the academy. Yeah. And EO, EO was up talking while he was uh, getting ready to get ready to do his brief. And the EO put up on the slide, said, hey, this is my number, take my number down, and if you need anything while you're here, then you know you can got this number. Well, only a few people wrote the number down, and Sergeant Major Smalls was looking at that. So when he got up, he asked him, "Say, hey, why didn't you know? Why didn't all of you write the number down?" And then you had some people that was 
well, Sergeant Major, I know I will never commit an EO offense. So I know I would never, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And he said, what about if your battle buddy had a question about something with EO and they didn't have the number? But you had it and you can provide it to them. But if you didn't have the number now, you can't provide that individual with the resources that they need in order to help them in their situation. But that's what I look at with NCOPD Live. We may talk about something, retirement, promotions that may not be beneficial to you, but you may see something on our show that may be beneficial to someone else that you could take that information and go and share with others. Yeah, I, I used to talk when I was in the Army, I used to tell them if every NCO at every level would do their job, we'd never have a problem. But the problem is, no, yeah, no, you wouldn't. And, and really, when you go back to promotions, you know, we're not perfect on promotion. We promote some people that should not be promoted, really, quite frankly, at every level. Uh, but, mm -hmm. but people have to, to do their job and, and, and understand what the responsibility is. The, the other thing is, I, I, don't think, I don't think people try to make mistakes, but leaders should allow soldiers or service members to make mistakes and correct and develop right. them as they go along. I always thought that was important because it's, uh, for me, not just all services, it's about coaching and teaching and development. Mm -hmm. It's not about today, it's about 20 years from the day. And, and luckily for me, when I was a young soldier, I had some, some really outstanding, uh, really outstanding leaders. I probably would have been mm -hmm. chaptered out of the army, you know, because I, I probably wasn't the best soldier in the world. Uh, but, we right. did, but we didn't have social media. You know, we had, mm -hmm. uh, we had, you had to look somebody in the eye and, and talk to them. And so I think uh, good communications, uh, good listening skills, be a good mentor, uh, lead by example. Uh, I think mm -hmm. those are just four things I think are really critical. And I think sometimes as not just non-commissioned officers, but as officers, we get away from those things. But it's not right. just in the military, it's in civilian life also. You know, in civilian life, if you, if you communicate with somebody, you talk to them, you treat them right, they're gonna do everything they can for you. I gotta tell you a quick story. I, I love telling stories anyway. Mm -hmm. When I was in Germany, I, uh, I was a platoon sergeant, this a lot of years ago and my platoon mm -hmm. had messed up. And so I'm out in front of them, and I'm really, I'm, I'm probably screaming or yelling, you know, I'm pissed, pissed at them. And, uh, you know, at the end of that, I mean, we're running really bad. But at the end of that, I sort of moved around the side of formation. I said, you guys are dismissed, I'll see you later. And one of the other platoon sergeants come up and says, you know, how do you get away talking to your soldiers like that? I said, but first of all, they trust me, and they know I'm gonna mm -hmm. take care of them, and they believe in me, and they know they messed up. <laughs> right? right. And, and, I, and, and I don't hold grudges. You know, if, I, if you do something wrong and I walk away or, or say something to you, 30 seconds later, I forgot about it. I'm not going right. to dwell on it. So, you, you know, that's a great discussion. Hold that thought. Don't go anywhere. Let me take a little bit of a break right here. We're talking to Sergeant First Class D. Hicks, host of the popular podcast, NCOPD Live. And you're watching your next mission video podcast with me, your host. Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. And don't forget, if you're enjoying discussion, because it's about non-commissioned officers, it's about leaders that, you know, that we wanna, we wanna help develop, we wanna mentor, we wanna develop and make them stronger leaders, not just within our military, but within our country. Please like us, click on that subscribe button below, and please click on the bell next to the subscribe button to receive all our notifications to all our upcoming videos and podcasts that we're gonna release. So first guy see your influence is reaching oh man all the way to the Pentagon leadership. Can you talk about that just a little bit? Uh I, I never would have thought 
uh, SMA. I'm not going to even sit up here and sugarcoat it. I never would have thought that NCO would be as big as it is, yeah. yet alone to reach the Pentagon audience. And I'll be honest, there's two individuals I have to thank for that. Uh, the first individual that initially got me that Pentagon audience was uh, the former Sar uh, G1 SAR major, Mark Anthony Clark Jr. Mm -hmm. uh, we had him on the show. Uh, we, I think he was the DMPM SAR major before he came to G1. Yeah. And the show took off even more bigger than what it, what it normally was. And so uh, afterwards, uh, he believed in what we were doing and he started connecting us with certain people in the Pentagon and the show continued to grow. And then when it just solidified it with SEAC, uh 3, uh, retired John Wayne Troxel, while he was the actual senior enlisted advisor to the chairman, yeah. I sent them an email and I was like, hey, I want this guy on the show. I sent them an email and I was like, I don't know if this guy's going to reply back or whatever. And so uh, he saw my email and as a story, he told me, he called this guy, Rob Couture and said, Hey, I want you to go check this, check this podcast out. So Rob goes home, checks the podcast out a couple of days later, he come back and tells SEAC like, Hey, we got to do this guy's podcast. Yeah. So when uh, the SEAC came on, it just, it, it blew. I mean, because you can't get no higher as an enlisted person in the Department of Defense as the CIA. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I have to, my hat goes off to those two gentlemen because uh, they were key, uh, key intricates to us getting that 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 uh, Pentagon audience. Definitely shout out to yeah. them. You know, he was a battalion sergeant major for me when I was a division sergeant major. I've known him a lot of years and we still stay yeah. in touch. And every time we're around each other, we sit down. He's a great guy and a, and a great guy and a great role model. You, you know, mm -hmm. you often use the phrase, Iron sharpens iron. I've heard it before, but I want the audience to understand exactly what you mean. Go ahead and answer that question. So when, when I think about iron sharpens iron, um, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is a blacksmith. And a blacksmith is a person or a, a job or a title that most individuals don't want to do because it's, it's hot, it's humid, you know, you're in this you look like you're in this dungeon or this warehouse, wherever you are, but it's dark, it's fire and brimstone. And, but this guy or gal is there serving a purpose and they're making something that's going to be for a purpose. And once this, once this item or this sword or this spear is finished, that spear or that, that, that sword has a purpose. It's designed to do a job. Now, when you take the thing that that individual made, the item that that individual made, and you bring it with another item or uh, the same the same type of uh, tool, they they serve the same purpose, but they may be different in situations. But you need each other to sharpen each other. I may be dull in an area, and there's another NCO or another leader that may be able to come and sharpen me to make me better. I still have the same purpose, yeah. but I need some help from another individual to get me back on track to getting to my purpose. Yeah. So when I think about iron sharpens iron, uh, we as leaders, we have to accept that, like I said, we're not gonna always get it right. And there may be somebody that we need to sharpen us in the area that we're not as fluent on. And I think that's one of the things we lack as NCOs. We don't too much like to acknowledge 
some of the areas that we may be lacking in that someone else can come along and sharpen us in that area to make us better leaders. And at the end of the day, SMA, that's all we're trying to do is be better leaders. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people like to do the things that they're good at, right? Right. Because they can shine, but the things they're, you know, not so good at is the ones they need to work on. You know, if I'm not right. a, a good runner, then I need to work on running. You know, if I can do a mm -hmm. lot of push-ups, well, maybe I don't need to work so hard. So I, I think I agree with you 100%. The other thing is, I, I think because of the war, I think there's a bubble in the Army that we sort of, as far as the development of non-commissioned officers, I think we may have missed a bubble a little bit. Nobody's fault. It's just the fact that uh, we wouldn't, we was not focused on the education development for officers, non-commissioned officers. You know, we was at war, and really, quite frankly, we're probably still at war if you want to really get down and mm -hmm. down to the, the truth about all of it. But we, we've been at war for a long time, and I think we've, we've lost, you know, iron sharpens iron. We lost some of those things that... Uh, you know, the coaching and teaching, the development and the focus on the basic fundamentals. You know, people need to focus on the basics about being a warfighter. You know, it's not these, you know, I used to tell people that, uh, you know, I, I love general officers. All of them are great. They make these great tacticians and all this stuff. You move this way and you move this way. And the answer is when you get on the ground and you engage somebody, it's a fight. And, and it doesn't matter right. if it's a tank, a rifle or whatever, you have to be the best at your profession. And in the profession that, that I had and you have right now, there's no second best. You have to win. If you don't win, what happens? You pay with, with you your life. Well, you die. You know, we don't want to do that. We want to be the best we can be in everything that uh, we're doing. This is a great discussion. I don't want you to do me a favor. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to be right back in just a second, okay? <laughs> we got a lot more to talk about, so don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're watching your Next Mission video podcast. You're watching Your Next Mission, proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at PurdueGlobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at VeteransUnited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. Welcome back. We're blessed to be here today with Sergeant First Class D. Hicks, host of the popular podcast NCOPD Live. And I want all of our viewers to reach out to me directly. Tell us about your transition out of the military. Tell us what topics you like as a cover. I always tell everybody, this is not my show. This is our show. And we want to make it better for all of us. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134, and I'll reach back out to you. Or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Sergeant First Class Hicks, we're, you know, we're heading into our final segment with you today, and I hope you've enjoyed it just as much as I have. I just have a, a couple of more questions. First of all, let me say this has been really, you're pumping the juices up here right now. I'm just so excited about listening to you talk. But uh, I just have a couple more questions. 
what kind, mm -hmm. what, what kind of differences uh, in culture have you seen between the other military service brands? I, I know me personally, there is differences, but what do you see out there when you see the other services? Uh, so there's so there's definitely uh, a lot of differences, but there's also uh, some similarities. And I think when uh, we look at some of the difference in branches, uh, well, one of the biggest things is that their physical fitness needs or requirements may be different than ours. Or uh, sometimes their how they train on a specific task that we may train on may be different than ours. And I think we have to understand that because of the dynamics of how the army operates, uh, our mission may be a little bit more direct than those other branches. It's not to say that they're lesser than us, but because of the broad spectrum of how we do operations, their, their foxhole may not be that broad or their mission may not be that broad. So the requirements uh, would not be the same as the army. I'll tell you this, I used to be one of those young soldiers to be like, well, why the Air Force, you know, got this or why the Air Force only got to do this or why the Navy only got to do this? They only got to make this on their GT score to, you know, to get into the Navy and the Army and all of this. Well, then when I thought about it, I, I looked at it as children. And uh, and I don't want to say who's the big brother or who's the little <laughs> brother, but I just want everybody to look at yeah. you look at your children and. All of them are uniquely different in their own way. They they all serve a purpose. You love them all, but they all don't think the same way. And then I thought about this, Sergeant Major. What would the world or our military be like if everybody operated the same? Terrible. Yeah, we have a lot of problems. It would be, be terrible. Yeah. So that 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 difference between branches and and how we operate and how we move, believe it or not, it serves a critical. Uh, mission is serves a critical part of how we operate as a holistic military defense. So the differences are not bad. The differences, you know, sometimes they're good. Well, you know, you know that the thing I always talk about. If you look at the Army, we're primarily a ground fighting force, and mm -hmm. our officer and, and non commissioned officer leadership or soldier leadership is like this. Not to say it isn't mm -hmm. like that in the other. The Marine Corps is is probably the most like us. They're a ground fighting force too. Right. right. When you get to the Navy, their mission is primarily water and air. Uh, they got some special mm -hmm. ops in there, too, but they're SEALs and stuff. You get to the Air Force, uh, they're primarily air. Right. And mm -hmm. then you get the Coast Guard they're primarily, you know, in the water and stuff. And the Space Force a little bit different because they've they're got satellites and stuff, I guess, are looking at us. Right. But, but right. collectively, we all have to work and function together. We, we can be good by ourselves, but we're better with everybody else because uh, yes. they have capabilities Definitely. that... Uh, you know, that we didn't, you know, we, that we can't use. I mean, just the fact that uh, if the Army wants to go anywhere, they depend on the Navy and the Air Force to get us there, right? Mm -hmm. If we get on the ground yep. and get into a fight, we need the Marine Corps. And here you go, the Navy gunships and the Air Force uh, planes and stuff that, to help us fight. So it's a, you know, it's a combined armed force that we have to fight and, and win together. We don't, you don't win anything by yourself, right. you know, so. Yeah, but I think that's what makes us dominant, too, as a military. Yeah that we have all these different capabilities where we could be, and if, if everybody do their piece of the puzzle, they do their job and be proficient at their job. Think about why we are the greatest defense in the nation, I mean, the world. Well, I think the difference though, really the difference is, is, uh, is the non-commissioned officers. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, that's really, if you look at other forces around the country, uh, the education development, the, edu the education of our army, or not just our army, right. but all enlisted guys for all the services. 
<laughs> is really pretty high. You know, mm -hmm. so it's, uh, but if you go to other, other countries and look at their armies, uh, the education level is, is certainly a lot lower. And I'm not going to point out any of them, but, uh, you know, when you look at the Brits and the Canadians and, and some of the rest of them, I mean, they're, they're certainly uh, a capable of a service, but they're not as big as we are. The other thing which is interesting, we're not the biggest service in the world. The Army's not the biggest Army. I think we're number three. Uh, so we have to be certainly concerned about that. And the threat that we have in this country changes every day, daily. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. just if, just thinking about real world things that are coming up now, you know, with these balloons floating around here, we're not even sure what the heck that is. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. that that's sort of a scary thought. Hey, will you talk about women in the military? What does NCODP Live address some of their issues? I mean, just, you know, do you have women that come on and talk about the uh, what they're facing uh, in the military? That do uh, uh, what concerns they have, I guess, in the military. Yes, we yes we have, and we're actually uh, putting uh, a great lineup for Women's History Month. And uh, one of the messages that I I like to get out, I will say this: nobody nobody is perfect, and I'm not speaking on behalf of the army. I'm just talking from my sure, professional sure, from the things that I've seen over my 18 years. Um, I will say the army has gotten better. Not even just the army, but even some of our other service branches. You got. Chief Masson of the Air Force, Joanne Bass, you know, that has never been a female key senior enlisted leader. Then you got uh, the Marine two-star general uh, female, uh, first African-American female. So we, we're getting better as a, as a, as a, as a force, as a, as a defense. Uh, but there are some concerns out there that we do talk about. And some of these topics are not as, as, as popular, um, but, but we do need to bring insight on these topics and one of the things that uh, we saw and that we got some information from other our female uh, leaders is that hey they felt like they weren't as uh you know to, to be chosen to be in some of these uh key senior enlisted billets versus their their counterparts and i will never forget this uh, I, i'm not going to say the leader's name but i was at fort knox and this sergeant major stopped me and uh, I was in the shop at, and she uh, she was a sergeant major, and she knew the, knew me from the show, and she was talking to me at the at the uh, shop at, and she said, "I never understood why female leaders may get passed over for some of these key senior enlisted billets." So I was really sitting there listening to her, and she's like, "We go to the same academy, uh, so like infantry guys or combat arm guys don't go to a different sergeant major's academy." You go to logistics, you don't go to a different Sergeant Major Academy. You go to finance, you don't go to it, and so on and so on. And so that really made me think like, hmm. But then I also said, well, some of these positions may hold a different skill set uh, that may require another, another level or another person of a Sergeant Major from a different branch. And then she asked me this. She said, well, once you reach Sergeant Major, more than likely your job is to advise and take care of soldiers and troops. And then she asked me, is that not what we all learn as NCOs? And I, I couldn't I couldn't say anything back to her. So that's what really got me into, and I, I don't do that message quite often as I probably should, but that's what really keeps me rooted to make sure we get the message out there about our female counterparts. Because honestly, SMA, we got some awesome female leaders out there. You look at Command Sergeant Major now, uh, for 101st Airborne Division. When I saw that, that was that was awesome. And uh, we've invited her on the show, but conflicting schedules. We just haven't gotten her schedule yet. But 
I do think that we are moving in the right direction. I don't want people to think that we are not going to get there. We have to be optimistic. And I know that may seem cliche, but I think we're moving in the right direction. I sit on a board for, when Tredoc first come out about women in the in combat arms and different MOSs mm -hmm. in the Army. And I only said, I said a lot of stuff when I was there, but one of the issues that you got to understand, if you meet the qualifications to be mm -hmm. in that particular MOS, then, then, uh, you know, then you should be in that MOS, whether or not special ops, infantry, armor, whatever. And for years, right. we never had, you know, females or, or certain MOSs went in there. The other thing I'd tell you about, uh, do you want somebody that's uh, not, I, I don't want to pick an MOS, but maybe somebody that don't have the right qualifications to be the chief of staff of the Army? No, you wouldn't. No. So, so I don't want somebody that's uh, a leader. If I'm a division sergeant major, and I got infantry and armor, and I'm going to go into combat. Do you want somebody that's in there that's sort of walked in those levels of responsibility, that's been in combat, that's a combat arms person, right? That has mm -hmm. those qualifications right. that can advise the commander. And going back to Sergeant Major's point, you can advise the commander, but if you don't know what's going on in the ground and the things those people are doing, uh, I don't think you're qualified. It may, it, and, that, and you bring up a good point because, like I say, there may be some instances where it requires that leader that has that skill set to advise that individual now, on. Now, having said that, though, I think because they've opened all MOSs, right, everybody's free to mm -hmm. go into any MOS you want to go into now. Uh, mm -hmm. In the next 20 years, all the, that stuff or concerns or whatever uh, will be, go away because it'll be open and there'll be different people in different leadership positions. The other thing is, is uh, sometimes you run into people that are, that are more concerned about promotions versus doing their job, right? right? I mean, if you know, people talk about, I want to be the best sergeant major. Well, you're not even a good staff sergeant. You know, be mm -hmm. a good staff sergeant. You know when I got to be a good sergeant first class, right? When, when I got to be a first mm -hmm. sergeant. Because then I knew what I screwed up, probably a little bit. And, and so, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you, you stay in those, those levels the only level mm -hmm. I ever stayed for an extended period of time was a, East, a staff sergeant. I stayed a staff sergeant five years because I got out and then came back into service. But I was a sergeant first class for a few years. Then I was an E8 for about four years, right? And then I was a sergeant major now for 16 years. And uh, mm -hmm. a little bit, yeah, 16 years in, in different units and stuff like that. So, so I, I, the thing, my point is, is make sure you stay focused in your responsibility. You understand what your responsibilities are and, and don't worry about what's up here. Everybody climbs a ladder, right? And you just get mm -hmm. off at a different level. You know, some get off right. at staff sergeant, some get off at sergeant first class, some get off at lieutenant, general, whatever. Don't worry, I mean, you, you wanna get promoted, but that's not your only goal. Your goal is to be the best that you can be. Uh, you, I, right. I tell you, I, I love telling the story. You got, you're talking about a subject I really like. Do you think I wanted to be mm -hmm. the sergeant major of the army? I'm, I'm gonna guess no. Did you, I'm gonna guess that you never thought that you would be. I don't want to be. In fact, they called me on the phone. And says you want to compete for this job? Nope. Why? I want to get. Really? I want to work for. Yeah, I want to work for. Uh, God, I can't remember who it was. USAA, I think it was. I want to work for USAA. The guy said, "Okay." It was a G1 guy that called me. Sergeant Major Strickland got killed in the Pentagon. And the next day, the Sergeant Major of the Army called me. He says, "Hey, look." He says, "I understand you don't want to compete for the job." And the Army was good to me. I was at a troubled youth, wasn't really, really the best kid in the world. Mm -hmm. He says, hey, I'd like you to compete for the Sergeant Major of the Army. I said, Sergeant Major, if you're asking me, I owe the Army a lot, I'll certainly, uh, I'll certainly compete if you want me to compete. And uh, he said, well, don't worry. 
I said, don't worry about what? He said, don't, don't, don't worry, I'll never hire, they'll never hire your ass anyway. You know, they, so, I, so, so, so my point was, I, I didn't want to be the Sergeant Major of the Army, but on the other side of that is, I owed the Army everything, all the successes in life that I had. You know, I put it in God, my family, and the military took care of me. And, and so mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I did uh, the right thing. The other thing I'll tell you, one last thing I'll get off this stuff, is that when I mm -hmm. got in that job, the best advice I think I ever got, not, I get a lot of advice all the time. People help me all the time. But a friend of mine called mm -hmm. me, uh, John Stevens, says, hey, look, give me give you some advice. I said, what's that? He said, now that you're in this job, don't change who you are. Yes. Don't change. I mean, just because you see people when they get promoted, all of a sudden their head swells up and they want to be something they that are not there. He said, the second mm -hmm. thing is don't change who you are, be who you are. He said, the, uh, maybe he told me three things. He said, the, the, the next thing he told me, he says, you're going to get a lot of friends. People are going to like you for a lot of different reasons because of that job. And I said, I understand that. He said, the last thing I'm going to tell you is 50% of the people like you and 50% of the people won't like you. He said, when you make mm -hmm. a decision, you make a decision uh, for, that's right for the United States Army, you know, or right for the military. Don't make a, don't make a decision that's right for me personally. It's not about you personally. It's what's right for the United States Army, what's right for my command or the command that I'm in, what's right for the soldiers I'm working with, not what's right for me. I, I know that makes sense to you, but it's, I think sometimes we lose sight of about the fact is, you know, is it right for me? I want to be promoted, so what do I do to get promoted? Do your job. You know, that's, that's the most important thing. I mean, I got off a job. I mean, this is a, a subject I really love talking about anyway, so. Hey, no, that's a good point, though. Yeah, yeah. A any final thoughts? Anything that you want to? I mean, we talked about a lot of different stuff there. Anything we want to add to the discussion there? No, I think I think we covered it all. Uh, SMA. I, I will say this based on what you just said. Um, uh, I was never one that was hung on getting promoted. Yeah. I, I always felt in in my belief, my re you know religious belief that promotion was going to come from me from above. When it was time for me to get promoted. Yeah. Uh, I would get promoted. And sometimes I think that we could we could rush to get promoted, but we haven't checked all the boxes in that previous grade. And when we get to get promoted, that we find out that there are some things that we haven't or that we may need to go back and fix. Yeah. I'm not saying promotion is bad, but but learn your craft, learn the grade that you're in. Be the best at that grade that you're yeah. in. Or you try to, you know, get promoted. And, and nowadays, you know, you do. You got a lot of people that's running to get promoted, running to get promoted. But you haven't successfully completed everything as a specialist or as a sergeant or as a staff sergeant. But you want to get promoted to the next grade. And promotion is good. Yeah. But we got to do it when timing is right. So uh, definitely that was a good point. Yeah. The other thing, I'll just add to that, you know, and I'm sure you've seen it. You've seen people that should, should probably have never made Sergeant First Class or first sergeant, right. or sergeant major. And I've always thought they should have a test in the Army. You know, just because you, know, you take a test and do good on tests, that's not the whole thing, but that can be part of the evaluation and your promotions and stuff like that. So I think, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the, the other thing I think is important too is that uh, you got to be honest and fair. Tell people the truth. You know, if, if, you're not, yes. if you're not doing your job, tell them you're not doing your job. I, I asked somebody one time, you know how many bad NCOARs I ever got in my military career? None. Well, that's that's mm -hmm. baloney. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, I wish yeah. somebody would just say, "Hey, tell you need to improve on this," and they did, but they didn't document that stuff. 
I think you got to be mm -hmm. honest. And if, and if somebody messes up or something, be honest. Don't kill them, but be honest to yourself. You got to tell people the truth so they can in, improve. I mean, if I'm working for you or you're working for me uh, and you're not doing something right, I've got to tell you the truth. How do I help you advance if I don't be on, if I'm not honest with you? And you you I don't, don't because I continue, I continue to keep doing the same or repeating the same uh, situation, the same issues, and I'm not I'm not growing. And I, I think that is a big issue in the military. We don't like to go and tell people that they're lacking in this area. And then some people don't like to receive that criticism that they're lacking in this, in this area. But iron sharpens iron. Yep, that's what we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I was telling you: be a good listener, be a good communicator. If you're a good listener, a good communicator, you're going to tell people, hey, this is specifically what you're doing wrong. It's not a fault on you. You need to work harder on that. And the other side, you right. just said it right there. I've got to hear what you're saying. A lot of times people, yes. as soon as you say something negative, they block it out. So Block it anybody, out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, first of all, let me tell you, I've enjoyed talking to you here today. It's It's been a great show. And, and thank you for what you're doing for our military. Uh, probably the last thing I'll tell you is that we're all recruiters. We've got to help our military get people into service because it's uh i don't know about you it changed my life it it, it allowed me to have a better life uh than i probably would have did if i went and come into the military but uh, you're a great person yeah. you're doing a great job and, and just keep up the great work hey i appreciate it that's it may and uh i appreciate the opportunity uh thanks to your team man for you know reaching out and and even my team you know setting this up and we look forward to getting you on the show so that invitation is coming uh, we would definitely look forward to you being on NCO PD Live. I hope you have a great day, and I look forward to talking to you. Hey, just contact. We'll get on that show. I'd love to be on that show. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks to Sergeant First Class DX for being with us today. What a what a great discussion. What a, a, a person that loves the Army, wants to do all they can to help the development of our officers and non-commissioned officers. That's a, that's a mission we all should take on. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, and, and you've been watching your next mission video podcast. And, and thank you for watching today. Please visit our website at yournextmission.org and, and leave me a review. I always say I hope it's a good review, but if it's a bad one, I'm a big guy. Well, wait a minute. I, can, I guess I can take it too. You can also visit our partners there who can provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition from the military. You know, we want to help you get out of the service. That's a little bit of a culture shock, and we need to help you. Also, please visit our corporate partners and see all the jobs that are available. Please know, I'm gonna say this twice, please know we wanna assist you any way we can. Please know we wanna assist you any way we can. Please follow me on all my personal social media pages. Never thought I'd ever say that. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Rumble. And if you enjoyed discussion with Sergeant First Class Hicks, and I know that you have, Please like us. Click on that subscribe button below. And also, don't forget to click on that bell next to the subscribe button just to receive all of the notifications about the, our upcoming video podcast. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. Please leave me a message or, or send me a text at 844-424-1134 or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Again, thanks again to uh, Sergeant First Class D. Hicks for for joining us today. It was just great just having on our show. And, and this part of the show, I always give final thoughts and I love, uh, I love having these kind of discuss discussions about uh, professional development, about non-commissioned officers and officers that, you know, that we wanna make, uh, 
that we want to make better leaders, not just for our military, but for our country. There's a lot of people that come into the service and stay four years, eight years, 10 years and get out. They're good leaders and we've helped them be better leaders by coming in the military. The second thing I'm going to tell you is that we're not the biggest army. We're not the biggest military in the world. You know, we need to make sure that we take care of all of our military families, not just active duty, guard, reserve, all of them, our families. Make sure we're doing all we can to help them. And again, NCODP about the development of our non-commissioned officers is important. So if you got something to, to put on my show or put on Sergeant Hicks's show, uh, let us know what it is because we want to make a difference in your life. Again, thanks for watching. Thanks to Cloudcast Media, New Mind Studios, and of course, our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University of Global, and Veterans United Home Homes. We appreciate all you do for our military. And as always, see you on the high ground. hoo You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org. Thank you.